We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Got a quick Thursday mini-sode coming at you today. Hope everyone's been enjoying the Ted Lasso rewatch with my co-host, Alex McDaniel. That's coming at you every Monday. Also, if you're enjoying that Ted Lasso rewatch, and you know, let us know with a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a nice review because you know that's what, uh, that's what Ted Lasso would do. But today, we are going to be taking a quick break from Ted to do one of my favorite things. Listen to other people's opinions about sports movies. You folks get my get my nonsense in your ears every Monday. It's nice to have someone else on to uh, to tell us about their favorites and, and what they like. Here to give us his top five, it's a guy whose hustle I've admired from afar for a long time, the host of the Veterans Minimum Podcast, also on the Blue Wire Network, Nick Deus. Nick, what's going on, man? Dude, I appreciate that, man. I like that intro. Thank you. Uh, I'm excited. You know, one thing about me... Uh, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, I'm not the biggest movie guy. Like, and that's something we talked about a little bit when we were circling the wagons on this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not the biggest movie guy. I get a lot of heat from my friends, dude. Like three years ago was the first time I watched Sandlot. So oh, just man. to paint the paint, paint the picture, talk about sports movies in a way. And I just recently watched Scarface like three weeks ago on Netflix. Oh, but but I will say this, I've probably watched every sports movie there is out okay. there i mean so that's, like um, that's all that's all that's important on this show man. yeah yeah so like because it when, when i promote this show they're gonna be like dude why were you on a movie podcast i'll be like yo i'm talking about sports you know like that's my thing like i've watched the sports movies so but yeah man i, I appreciate the uh the kind words in the intro yeah, I don't know anyone in the world who doesn't like sports movies. Doesn't at least have one sports movie that they're like, yeah, I'm about this. This is my thing. But before we get into that, tell the folks where they can find all your content. Because like I said, I've been admiring your hustle for a long time and you are, you're a grinder. So tell everyone where it's at. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that, man. Again, I, uh, I, li- I like when people say nice things about me. I mean, who doesn't like you know a nice compliment? But especially from your peers, though, that, that means a lot. You know, we're on the same network and, and we've connected a few times, but it's called Veterans Minimum. It's a play on words. No, I am not a veteran. I get that often. But, you know, in the sports world, the guy signs for the Veterans Minimum because he's trying to chase a championship or he wants to keep playing. And uh, it's a general podcast, I think, is the best way to describe it. I kind of talk about a lot of things that I'm interested in. It's really like six or seven things, Kyle, that I'm interested in. And I've been able to put together an audience that is kind of interested in those same kind of things, right? Wrestling, football, MMA, all sports, really. If 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 it's a big talking point in the sports world, I'll touch on it on my show. I like to get my childhood friends on more than I do the beat rider for the Atlanta Braves or the Detroit Pistons, just because there's a sense of camaraderie and chemistry that you can't duplicate with a childhood friend. And those tend to do better than the episodes when I do get reporters and athletes on because, you know, I could say some wild stuff to my friend that I can't say to a professional athlete. But it's Can't cool, let man. it fly with the beat with the uh, beat writer. Yeah, yeah, and there's a sense of humor and stuff. Like you know, everyone that listens to my show, uh, when when you get called a legend on my show, it's not a good thing. You know, it's kind of insulting. 
And uh, when you tell someone congrats, it's not a good congrats. It's like, well, you're an idiot. Congratulations on that. But uh, yeah, man, I've been doing it for about, um, August will be six years that I've been doing it. Damn. Um, a lot of sports betting stuff as well. And it's cool, man. I've had a lot of different guests on and it's the one thing that I enjoy doing the most and I just kind of do it all the time. And where can the folks find it? When What days do your episodes come out? So usually, and I say usually because the NBA playoffs have kind of thrown things off a little bit, uh, Mondays and Thursdays a layout. I do drop a lot of emergency podcasts. Guy gets traded, guy gets hurt, um, crazy outcome in a game we didn't expect. There'll be an emergency podcast. Uh, so usually Mondays and Thursdays, but now with the NBA playoffs, probably like every two days, probably getting something just because there's a lot. There's a lot to take in, right? In two days, you're looking at maybe eight to 10 games being played. So it's uh, at Veterans Minimum is the best place to find everything. And my handle is at the Lamb Show. So your episodes are always like up to date. What is, you know, what's going on right now? You and I today are going to talk about something that's very evergreen. I always say on my feed, pretty much everything can last forever on my feed. There's nothing, there's nothing that's really uh, timely or needs to be consumed right away. But um, today we're going to talk about your top five favorite sports movies and, and some honorable mentions that you gave me as well. But before we get into that, for you as someone who's seen almost every sports movie, what makes a good sports movie? What's the difference there? So I like historical context a lot. I like, and you're going to see a theme in some of my picks here. A lot of them are based on things that have happened, right? Um, or based on an event that has happened. Uh adding more details to something, adding the personalities to the the athletes and the storylines that you've liked, I think is what makes a great sports movie. And also the the underdog story, the adversity, just like in sports, right? Like you want that guy that or that girl that got hurt and they were an MVP candidate and then everyone's counting them out. And then it's the underdog story, right? 90% of people just always gravitate to the underdog. So that's how I would describe a great, great sports movie. That's really how the modern sports movie came about is really Rocky kind of vaulted things into this new stratosphere of these movies can make a lot of money. They can also be successful in award shows and Rocky's the ultimate underdog. But so on this show, uh, each episode, when we break down a single sports movie, you know, right off the bat, we classify it as a Hall of Fame all-star starter or bench warmer. You gave me your five favorites and a couple honorable mentions. Would you say that all of these are Hall of Famers? Oof. Oof. I think the the list is very it's there's maybe one surprise which I know you got excited about that I mentioned, but for the most part I think all of them are iconic movies. It's like, yeah, that makes sense that that would be on your list. So I would say two of them are Hall of Fame. What were the categories again? So we do Hall of Fame, All-Star, Starter, or Benchwarmer. And now I've, on the show, I have covered three of the movies on your list so far. And all three of them I have put in as Hall of Famers. So I, I, will, I will say that. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't think I have a Benchwarmer. No, you um, definitely don't have a Benchwarmer. I think I have... I have one that's going to be a Hall of Fame, which I don't. I'd be shocked if it's in your Hall of Fame too. I'm very excited to hear if if that's one of the movies that you put in there. Uh, I'd be super excited if that was the case. But I would say, I would say the floor on this top five is definitely starter. But we got a lot of like upper echelon kind of movies. You're a tough grader. I'm I'm much more liberal with the grades. If it's something I really like, it's an all star at the minimum. So. Uh, I'm interested to see. So break down your honorable mentions for me. So what you have to do, you gave me, you gave me, I think, two honorable mention movies in a, in a show. But what you have to do with your honorable mentions is not only break down why you like them, but also why they're not as good as then your number five movie. Ooh, okay, okay. So the honorable mention one, I know I gave you two, but one of them I slotted up. So the one that is honorable mention for me is Gridiron Gang with you know potentially the future president of the united states kyle the people's champ the rock the people's champ. 
right? Yes, so I'm a, I'm a big wrestling fan, as you can see. My my goat, Stone Cold Steve Austin, over my shoulder there, and the notorious B.I.G. in the background too. But so Gridiron Gang, it's a uh, football movie. Uh, I like the concept of it. I thought it was really interesting and different. Um, this dude who The Rock plays starts coaching a bunch of um, juvenile delinquents and sort of like these young kids who people have given up on and he helps them get their way out of jail and become something of themselves by playing football. And I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember if it's based on a true story, but it does. It is based on a true story. Yeah, yeah, right? So it gave you the vibe of, oh, this is definitely something that can be based on a true story. And, you know, teams were afraid to play them because parents and other officials were like, oh, my God, they're all convicts. They're all bad people. The iconic line is, yeah, I've played quarterback before. They're like, Yo, you said you played quarterback. He's like, yeah, man, I play Madden, which is an iconic line. But also The Rock just has a lot of quotes in that movie that really like resonated with like, even though, you know, even though you're locked up, you're somebody, right? The, the, um, the two like main protagonists on the football team, one is a wide receiver and DB, I believe. And the other one is the running back. And they were from like rival gangs, right? There was a lot of animosity between the two of them, um, uh, do we have spoilers on here? Yeah, no. Every I think everything on your list is is at least fifteen years old. So okay, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, yeah if you haven't watched it, that's friendly. on you, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, like hit thirty seconds twice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, like the dude ends up getting hurt in the movie too, and you know, uh, the the one kid's uh, family members and and old gang members come in and they see the other dude repping his gang in his set and they you know they shoot at him and it's like now the football player is you know sort of gravitating towards his brother in arms on the field as opposed to his brother in arms on the streets so it was just a dope dope movie man and 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 I really liked it and it was something that really resonated with me. And also, I'm just, you know, if, if you're a wrestler in a movie, like, I'm in already. You know, I got to stay true to my guys. Yeah, no, the, that's a movie that has also benefited some from, it gets a lot of cable run, especially like MTV plays that one a lot. Um, I don't know if they were the production company behind it. They might have. But yeah, no, Gridiron Gang is enjoyable. It's, it's not a Hall of Famer for me, but it's certainly, it's got a lot of moments that you look forward to. And that just a lot of stuff that makes you feel good in that one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's a hell of a point, dude. Like, I um, I didn't want to put it on here, but ESPN does cover poker. Rounders is a sensational oh, movie, which... That's Hall has, of Fame for sure. That, Rounders is incredible. Rounders is incredible. Rounders has lost people a lot of money because they thought they could start playing poker and they got them into poker. I am a big, big poker fan. I recently had someone from The Ringer on, David Hill, who's a big sports betting and gambling guy. And we talked about the fall, sort of the rise, fall, and rise again of online poker. I was a young poker kid coming up, right? Like I remember Black Friday when the uh cia and the feds sort of shut down all online poker gambling stuff i lost close to like a couple thousands of dollars being a 20 year old kid in college and thinking like yo i'm gonna just drop out my grades plummeted because i'm like dude i got over ten thousand dollars on my full tilt account like i'm the next phil ivy and phil <laughs> helmuth you know what i mean so but rounders similar to gridiron gang is a f like classic uh on demand, gonna stream it, evergreen kind of movie that did so much better when it became that kind of movie that oh, people yeah. were able to go back to and watch often. Yeah, it's got that cult classic feel too. Like that's one if it's on TV, I'm I'm all in. That that's one that sucks me in every single time. A great Matt Damon, great Edward Norton. Like I'm a huge Rounders fan. Yeah, there's I mean Rounders was great. So that's why I didn't put it on the list because I didn't know if that would classify as a sports movie. Oh, but if yeah. it if we did, if we did, it would be in my top five. I just want to point we that out. We play it very fast and loose on this podcast. We have covered a Knight's Tale as a sports movie. Um, we, we, we keep it pretty, pretty loose. If there's anything sports related, we're in. Okay. Fair enough. I'll, I'll remember that for next time. <laughs> yeah. And your other, what was your other honorable mention? 
So the other honorable mention, because I noticed that I didn't give you five exactly when I sent it to you and we were kind of talking back and forth. Uh, I had two honorable mentions, but uh, should I just get into my my top five or should I tell you about the series? So the series that you pointed out, I've said it before on this podcast, is my biggest pop culture black hole. I have not seen an episode. It is like it's hanging over my head is something I have to watch. And but like, you know, now, I mean, we're in, you know, binge culture, you know, watch, you got to watch a show or something. But now when you... It's easier to, I'm going to start like Mayor of Easttown, which is coming mm. out every week on HBO and there's one season and we're in like miniseries culture versus this show that you're going to talk about and all the shows from previous decades. When you commit to that, you're committing hours and hours and hours of your life. So tell us about your your series. Okay. First and foremost, I want to say you definitely saved yourself because I was ready to hit off on the Zoom the fact that you haven't watched this, but you gave a hell of a point. And you're right. When you stream something, you know, that's the issue, Kyle, that I've had with The Sopranos. I've gotten through season one of The Sopranos, and then, you know, I start getting into Money Heist, and I start watching all these other things. And then before you know it, it's like, damn, dude, I haven't watched Sopranos in about three months. Me and my wife are in the same same place. Sopranos and The West Wing, we're both in the middle of right now. And it's just like, man, it's, dude, like... The West Wing season one has like 22 hour long episodes. It's crazy. Just it was different times back then. Yeah. So like with Sopranos, now I got to go back and kind of watch it again. Like I have to map out a one month period where I'm not watching anything else. I'm thinking maybe July, like the dog days of summer, no sports really on. Though the NBA is probably going to play into July this year. Shots uh, fired at baseball for me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm a Met fan. Uh, we're staying afloat right now. The best we can, a lot of injuries. When the Mets are good, I am invested, but I'm only really invested in the Mets. So, like, I can't tell you what the Padres are doing. Can't tell you what the Mariners are doing. That's just, you know, how it is with me. But uh, the the show I'm talking about, Friday Night Lights, dude, uh, uh, an absolute classic. So, are you familiar with the history of Friday Night Lights? Oh, so Friday Night Lights is my favorite football movie. And I actually, I went to college in Odessa, Texas, where the high school that the Friday Night Lights movie, where that story is from. So like the movie, I am steeped in that, in, in that culture, in that movie. Like, I think it's just a perfect movie. I just, I didn't jump on the show when it started. And now it's just like hanging over my head, just staring at me. Like, I know I got to start it and it's just... It's daunting. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. I've, uh, you know, one of the things on my bucket list is I want to go to a Friday night football game in Texas. I want to go to the University of Texas on Saturday. And then I want to go see a Cowboy game, even though I'm a Giants fan. So I want to have like a full Texas size football weekend. Um, With that said, Friday Night Lights, right? So what I meant by the history of it is, so this show was originally on either NBC or ABC, the first season. And it got great numbers. It did really, really well. And then it went to like ABC Family, which was a channel that I didn't have at the time for the rest of its like history. And then I'm like, dude, whatever happened to Friday Night Lights? I love that show. Coach Taylor was an iconic figure. Tim Riggins, my first celebrity crush, Minka Kelly was in that too. Layla Garrity. Uh, I actually met her one time, Kyle, in the city at my job. She was shooting a movie uh, right by where my my family business is, and she came by. And we saw like donuts and breakfast and stuff on the streets. She came by with, I'm, I'm assuming, her assistant, um, and she kind of was like eye in the truck and whatnot. And I was sitting on the outside. She keeps looking like the donuts, and they literally stopped in front of the truck. And I was just like, "Can I help you?" She's like, "I want to have a donut, but I can't right now." And I was like, why? She's like, I don't have my wallet. I was like, nah, that's cool. So I gave it there and I was like, yo, you were my first celebrity crush. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yo, you're my first celebrity crush. She's like, oh, that's so sweet of you. She's like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm I'm 27 at the time, right? She's like, you definitely liked Friday Night Lights. I was like, yes, Layla Garrity. And she was like, awesome. Uh, But yeah, she's my first celebrity crush, Mika Kelly. Uh, The origins of that show with, uh, you know, the starting quarterback. Um, He ends up, uh, sorry, Kyle. 
but you said you made the rules, man. Yeah, it's been no, over 15 I, years. I actually, I actually <laughs> think this is another problem with the show is that there's been so much on like Twitter and social media and stuff. Like, it's like if you try to if you're a person who tries to watch Game of Thrones now, you know half the shit that's going to happen because of Twitter. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't feel bad spoiling it, but you know, the starting quarterback, stud quarterback, D1 offers first game of the season gets paralyzed, right? And then the backup comes in and then, you know, the backup ends up leading them to a, a, a state finals uh, appearance. And it's just, you know, like the history of just I, I've been such a football junkie my whole life and getting to see like high school Texas football. Right. The relationships, how that plays into the role, a player who is a superstar gets hurt. So it's just it's just amazing. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, he plays a quarterback in that show. Vince. Like when I when Michael B. Jordan a couple of years ago became like Michael B. Jordan the you know the star again I'm not the biggest movie guy I was like oh shit Vince from Friday Night Lights they're like dude what do you mean like he's he's a megastar now I was like nah bro that's always gonna be Vince from Friday Night Lights but it was it was a dope show man and and I couldn't recommend it more to anyone who's a sports fan anyone who just likes being captivated by a show it, it does a great great job. I think at some point I just got to lock myself in a room for an entire weekend and just get through it. Cause I, I can't, I can't keep doing this podcast and have guest after guest just be like, man, that show's great. How have you not watched it? Like it's, it's a huge, it's just a black mark on my, on my uh, sports movie transcript, but let's switch gears with the stay in high school, but switch gears with the sport and get into your, your number five, favorite sports movie okay so my number five favorite sports movie is remember the titans uh i think another classic sport so you actually okay so this is interesting you gave me a list of five but i get i don't think you you didn't number it so you i didn't number it no this is going to be a surprise for me then okay yeah 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 so remember the titans uh number five coming in at number five and Look, Denzel crushes it. Um, again, I love movies that have iconic slogans and quotes. And, you know, I would always play that when I was playing high school football along with another movie, a, a couple of stuff. Um, you know, the racial tension in the beginning of the movie between the black kids and the white kids. And then all of a sudden you see how, like, football is really family, man. Because in the end of the day, I played quarterback in high school. I needed my five guys in front of me to block for me to be successful, right? And for us to win, we needed the 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 big uglies in the front to do their job. So you don't when you play sports, man. I, that's why I think sports are so so important to your your mental state, your developing character character skills for the rest of your life because. You don't care what color that person is. You don't care what gender that person is, right? Like, can you help us win and do you got my back? That's all that matters. And that's really what I took away from Remember the Titans. And um, it was it was the one one of the few movies that really resonated with me uh, moving forward after. And the thing that kind of you're talking about with what what sports means for kind of the rest of your life and means for you as a person, this movie also, that Denzel performance... It is a coach who you you know cares about his players as humans and and what this means for them beyond the football field. There's another movie on your list where it's kind of the same thing, um, but Titans is I, I always call Titans like a TNT Hall of Famer because that movie is always on TV, all the time, always gets a rerun. So even if we didn't love Remember the Titans, like by the time when after you've seen it for the hundredth time, you're like this movie's in. But it it's a it's a great great movie it was the first episode of this podcast ever um you know it, it misses a few things football wise that i like to poke fun at but uh it, it's i mean you can't argue with it with the denzel washington sports movie he's got two of them and they're both you know they're both hall of famers for me couldn't agree with you more man we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hit me with number four. Okay, so number four, I think, is the other movie that you were probably thinking I was going to go with, and that's another high school-themed movie, uh, Coach Carter. Mm -hmm. Coach Carter, tremendous. Another Uh, TNT Hall of Famer. Movie's on all the time. Yeah, another TNT Hall of Famer. While the Knicks are on in the background and they're currently losing, they are on TNT as well. And uh, yeah, I'm not in a good position right now, Kyle. Thank you for being a distraction because I'd be going off on Twitter right now. So back to Coach Carter. Um, Again, uh, true story, right? And um, the, the idea of taking kids who have been counted out, who come from troubled pasts, or troubled homes, and he becomes a father figure to them. He also has his son who plays on the team. And, you know, growing up playing sports, you always had that kid. I, I think it'd be impossible if you played sports to have never played with a coach's kid. And there's always that weird dynamic. Is he playing because he's nice? And nice meaning, meaning like, is he good? Or is he playing because it's the coach's kid? And that was cool to see. Like, like, no, you know what, man? Coach Carter's son can actually ball. Um, he, it, sort of an underdog story when they play that one kid who's going to be the top pick in the NBA draft. And, you know, he ends up winning the game against them. But he, they gain his respect. Uh, they show what it's like being a high school kid who has a lot of attention on them at parties and with girls and how they get in trouble by, you know, not being focused on the task at hand. And the sort of come to Jesus moment by Samuel L. Jackson, where they're like, "Dude, we, we won! Like, can can we can we just have some fun? Like, we're kids in the end. We're sixteen, seventeen year old dudes. Like, we want to like chill and relax a bit." So it was a uh, it was a really cool movie to see and how the community rallies behind them and whatnot and trying to get them with their grades. Right? You always have those kids. I mean, I played I played in the public school league in 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 Queens and in the city, and you know. There was always that first report card that would come in, Kyle, and it's like, all right, we're going to lose four to five dudes off our team because they just don't make grades. And it's like, damn it, man, can you just go to gym and like dress up so you don't fail it? Or like just like show up to chemistry, man. And it always just like ends a season for you prematurely because like guys don't make grades. And you see how like Coach Carter is on their ass to, you know, you guys got to make grades. School is important. School is important. Whether you don't want to be in school, you want to play basketball? Yes, Coach, I want to play basketball. You got to make your grades. So Coach Carter is a top fiver for sure. Same thing is with Titans and that Denzel performance and Samuel L. being a high school coach that um, you know cares about his players as humans and is doing this not to win a bunch of basketball games, but to, to set his players up for success after high school and to give them options after high school, which a lot of they, you know, they beat that over your head with in the movie that a lot of these kids don't don't have options without this so great great basketball action in that movie too just a lot of awesome slam dunks all the action looks real good all the guys look like they can play um it yeah i i enjoy coach Carter again when that's on tnt uh i'm i'm in hit me with uh with number three where are we going i i like this because I, I have no idea where you're going yeah you know i was gonna ask you if you wanted them in order no i kind of like this then, better yeah i like these better too like i like that i gave you my list but now it's it's you know get an authentic reaction okay number three on my list miracle Ooh, hall of fame fun f- fun fact dude i did not know until i watched this movie again talking about before what makes a good sports movie uh real facts revisionist history I didn't know that they beat the Russians in the semis. Had no idea until I watched the movie. So you always thought that the Miracle on Ice was the gold medal. I thought they won the gold medal, yeah. So I'm getting chills thinking about it when he talks to them before the gold medal game. And he says, if you guys don't beat Finland, 
you're going to take that to your grave. And then he pauses and he goes, I don't know if you could curse, but he says, to your effing grave. And it's like, oh, let's go. I want to put my head through a wall right now just thinking about it. And, you know, the, again, underdog story, right? All college kids. Russia is this powerhouse. The, the Soviet Union is this powerhouse just slapping people all over the place. They played them prior to the Olympics and they put the beats on them too. And then just to see, you know, you also have the dynamic of the Cold War stuff going on, Russia versus the United States and just a true, true underdog story. And to see them win that semis, my mom has told me stories about that too because she was a teenager when that went down. And, and to see that, go down the way it did in the semis and then to have them actually win it in the gold medal round is just like icing on the cake you know like i i think it was such a monumental event kyle and and i would love to hear your thoughts on this it's great that they won the gold medal but i think that wouldn't have even mattered if they didn't because it was so like again i I think so many people were like me where they thought that was the gold medal round and i know talking to some of my buddies and I like hockey, too. I think hockey is severely underrated. It's probably my my second favorite sport. It used to be my favorite sport to go and watch in person. I think hockey is absolutely ridiculous in person. It's now number two. We'll get to what number one is in just a second. But it was something where like a lot of casual sports fans were like, dude, I never knew that that was not the gold medal round. Yeah, it's kind of... It kind of works like the uh, the 2004 Red Sox the, where they reversed the curse, but it's it's really all about beating the Yankees in the ALCS. It's not as much about that sweep of the uh, the Cardinals in the movie. And, and Miracle kind of goes into that because you don't you see one quick clip of the uh, of the gold medal game. It's all about that the Miracle on Ice against the Soviets. Yeah, so uh, the the director of this movie, Gavin O'Connor, is just the big chill god. He gets you like he he gives you the chills a million times in this movie. He also directed another movie that's on your list that we haven't talked about yet. Like he is a he's a dream podcast guest for me because of what he does and how it. I talk about this a lot, but to get the chills in a sports movie, you have to be emotionally invested to a certain point. Like you can't just you guy can't just have a scene like the Mike Ruzioni, I play for the United States of America scene. If you haven't been emotionally bought into that character and this team before that, if you just try to do that without without building up that that emotional buy-in and and you know what you're looking for in those characters then it just doesn't hit and gavin o'connor is the master of making sure that you are so emotionally in the tank with all these characters that every time he wants you to have a big chill moment and then by the time that it's the end of the the russian game and you actually hear the do you believe in miracles that it just like makes you want to blow up it's I mean, it's perfectly done. Miracle is such an easy first ballot Hall of Fame for me. Just a fantastic movie, fantastic choice. I was thrilled to see it on your list, dude. When I do, uh, when I do like a warm up at the gym, a lot of times I'll do like an elliptical or on the treadmill or or days where I don't have the energy. I'll throw on like iconic MMA fights or like scenes from movies, right? Like that's one of the scenes where I'm like, oh, I'm jacked up now. Uh, I'm not going to give it away, but in in a little bit, you'll hear something else that gets me fired up too. Uh, A Coach Carter speech also, you know? So it's like, yeah, that's, uh, I I don't know any directors, um, like I I think that have done these movies. So I'm fascinated. Let me know who it is that directed another film that's on my list because I I want to like try to make connections. Hit me with number two. Okay, so- all time, this is this is closing in on being my favorite sports movie, but it's not my favorite sports movie. But I think over the next couple of years, with how much of a fan I've become of mixed martial arts, I do see it surpassing my favorite sports movie, which I know the listeners can't see, but I think you could tell from my shirt right now what number one is. Just a little spoiler, brother, brother. But with that being said... If you haven't watched the movie Warrior, it was another classic talking about like rounders and gridiron gang, like the on-demand stuff. Dude, Warrior is so, so badass. Nick, would it surprise you if I told you that the guy who directed Miracle, Gavin O'Connor, also directed Warrior, which is why they are both big chill classics and just incredible, incredible movies. Okay, so... Now that I think of it, I can see I can see why he directed both of them. Okay. 
That makes a lot of sense, dude. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. Incredible warrior, covered warrior, uh, I think a few months ago on this podcast. I don't know, time kind of... Time kind of blends in together, but I do think it was this year, it was 2021, with uh, with Dan Stump, formerly of The Athletic, now with uh, Play Virginia. One of my favorite sports movies, just uh, a movie that's like, it's a good, big, chill, kind of rah-rah sports movie in you know, that exciting way, but also just, just a flawless movie with great performances. It has an Oscar-nominated Nick Nolte performance. Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton are both great the the action is great like the actual mma action looks awesome because they got they got real fighters for it it is i mean that movie is is phenomenal the last scene of that movie and if you're if you're listening to this right now and you're like god i just want to hear people talk about warrior for an hour go listen to that episode it was one of my favorites but the last scene of that movie and it's it's really interesting how he does it in that i'm not going to spoil but the last fight is you know it it's not like a um you know it's it's not this like it's not like rocky it's not like the end of rocky where it's like there you know it's it's like a more muted thing and it's so perfectly done with the music and everything and i i was I was thrilled that Miracle was on your list, but when I saw Warrior was on your list, like that's what I that's what I messaged you. That was the first thing I responded to. I was like, Warrior is an all time iconic sports movie, probably one of the one of the five best of the last, you know, uh I guess ten years now. I think it came out in twenty twenty eleven or twenty twelve. Yo, dude, uh I mean verbatim is that's exactly it, right? Like it was not your traditional ending of a fight scene or a, or a fight, right? Where it's like back and forth slugfest and like who's gonna win who's gonna win where like they really did it where you see the the sympathy being shown right you see the the you know like it's it's two brothers that are put into this tournament one of them is like a teacher if i remember correctly and the other one's like this badass and they put together this tournament and it's for a lot of money and they happen to be on opposite sides of the the bracket and they hadn't seen each other for a couple of years and then you know because it's the movies and they wrote it up they they end up going to the finals and then just the way it plays out that fight scene is like that's what really resonated with me bro because i'm watching i'm like damn dude it's it's not your traditional fight scene it's not like you know the guy gets knocked down and then he comes back up and then he knocks him down it's it's kind of one-sided but then it's like the actual like the family element comes into it and oh it's great it's great i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil this one because it's not it's not on your cutoff you know like it's not over 15 years old so we gotta gotta listen to the rules yeah and it's something that is compared to everything else that i think we've talked about today it's something that's very underseen comparatively it kind of slipped it's kind of slipped way under the radar um in terms of how it did in the box office and everything like that but if you're someone i've said it so many times in this podcast but if you're someone warrior like it is worth if it I don't know if it's streaming still, but even if it's not, it is worth the five dollars to rent it on Amazon. It is one of the best I mean, just one of the best sports movies of all time. It's just a great movie. Like and it's something that, you know, you don't even have to love sports movies to watch. It is something your significant other will watch with you. Like it is that good. It is an MMA movie that your significant other can watch with you and love. I think that is that is like the bow of how good Warrior is. Well, yeah, it also taps into the family element, right? Like, imagine if you had to fight your brother or your sister has to fight her sister in, in, in a combat environment. And there's a lot of money on the line and it could save both of you, right? Like, imagine us two were brothers and we were both in a financial crisis. And then we got to go and fight for a million dollars or $10 million, whatever the price might be. It's like, there's a real life element there, man. Well, you from know? your and, Instagram, you do a lot of like jujitsu and, and fighting stuff, and uh, yeah, and I haven't lifted yeah. weights in in a while, so I think you would win. I think I would lose <laughs> that money, but but I see where you're coming so, from. So I, I've uh, I mentioned before in passing about how hockey was my favorite sporting event to go to in person. MMA, UFC is number one like i have a lot of my fans that listen to my show kyle say dude the ufc should have you on payroll the way you vouch for them first of all it's a five to six hour event it's a little pricey not gonna lie to you you'll you'll drop like two three hundred bucks to get a decent seat but you're there for six hours if you go from the start like my friends and i you know we're we're tapped into the regional scene we know a lot of fighters because we have some friends that fight in the ufc and that fall professionally so 
it's a very small community. Like there's guys that you would never expect to see at a regional show in like Atlantic City from the UFC. You're like, why is Frankie Edgar here who's a former champion? Why is why is Brian Ortega here who's fighting for the belt? And it's like, oh, their training partners are here. You know, like there's guys at my jujitsu gym that are black belts that fight in Abu Dhabi, which is like the world championships, you know, and like they train with us and I train with them. And, you know, we spar, spar and, and, and uh, jujitsu, it's like rolling, right? So like you roll around with them and you're like, oh, it makes sense now. Like, yeah, I would definitely go and see him compete at the garden or something. So I've become a massive fan of MMA. It's really closing into being my favorite sport, uh, easily my favorite sporting event. And it's closing in. Warrior is closing in on a movie that might get that top spot eventually. But it's not there yet, Kyle. Yeah, it's not Warrior there yet. Warrior was on TV more. Like I wish, I wish I had an excuse to watch it all the time. But let's talk the top spot for the folks who are not seeing this because I'm the only one seeing this because this podcast is not a video. You are wearing a Miami Shark shirt. Uh, wow. It is the Willie Beeman jersey. Nick, tell us about your number one favorite sports movie. Easily, easily any given Sunday. Uh, I mean, just amazing, amazing movie. Uh, Cameron Diaz, one of the first women in my life that really was like, I don't know what that is, but I love it. You watch this movie (laughs) and you're ready for Cameron Diaz to ruin your life. Yeah, like, listen, if we get married and she takes half, it would probably be an honor. Uh, for her to do so, yeah, the good half. Al Pacino's in it. Uh, Jamie Foxx kills the role of Willie Beeman. Um, Lawrence Taylor as a Giants fan, and I love how like they really tapped into the psychopath that Lawrence Taylor was. Uh, one of my favorite Hall of Fame speech moments ever is when Bill Parcell says, "When you guys put me in the Hall of Fame, make sure it's across from Lawrence Taylor, so I can keep my eye on that sucker." I mean, there's like folk stories and myths of lawrence taylor like partying till 7 a.m on into sunday mornings and bill parcells just being like dude the bus leaves at 10 a.m i don't care what you do you better be on that bus and it's like the only guy that could keep lawrence taylor that nut job under control was bill parcells and it was great to see right and like he's in that movie too and um I mean the speech, the, right? The, the inch of speech. It's it's the it's probably the best sports. It's if not, it's like the Mount Rushmore sports movie speech. It's, it's incredible, just an, an amazing. That's one you that's one you turn on when you need some motivation at the gym, right? Oh, easily. Yeah, I used to listen to that before all my high school football games. Uh, just would get me fired up. Uh, I can't I can't think of. It's probably the first speech you put on the Mount Rushmore when you're building out the Mount Rushmore. Like it's the first one. Like for me, when you're building my personal Mount Rushmore, something I do on my Patreon series, it's called the six pack where like, if you were to build your own personal Mount Rushmore, that would describe you. What's the first person that goes on there. And it's, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin for me. Like that's the first face that goes up. And for, for me and with any given Sunday, like it shows the partying, it shows the, the business side of football as well, the animosity between the starter and the backup who now becomes the guy, um, the sex, the drugs, the 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 degenerate stuff going on too. Um, and then ultimately they, you know, they they don't win the Super Bowl, right? Like they don't get over the hump, which is also really, really cool. And uh I got this shirt because I went to OVO Fest in Toronto uh many many years back and drake in 9 a.m in toronto sorry 9 a.m in dallas the freestyle if you ever heard it if your audience has ever heard it he goes he mentions willie beeman so when i went to the drake show he goes throwing up in the huddle man willie beeman but still throwing touchdown passes right at when i went there there were a couple people like yo i get it man the symbolism like that's dope dude so i got it because i was going to ovo fest and then i was like yo it's also my favorite sports movie so it was just it was just a home run purchase probably the best movie about professional football uh that's that's really ever been made the most at least like a a great attempt at kind of the realism of getting into the nitty-gritty of professional football and not really painting anything over um you know it's I mean, it's Oliver Stone, and he's going to get gritty and absolutely, I mean, Platoon, JFK, Oliver Stone is going to take some weird swings, but 
with with this movie, the cast, the the performance by Al Pacino, really one of Al Pacino's last good performances, because things just kind of kind of got off the rails after that. You know, he's he's more of a caricature now. But um, although I like the Irishman, but uh, it's um, yeah, I mean, any given Sunday is a fan. It's another it's another TNT All Star, but you kind of lose a little bit on the cable watch because it is a movie that's rated R. But it's, yeah. I mean, in terms of it, it's surprising that as beloved and as obsessed over as professional football is as the NFL is in this country, that there haven't been many successful shots at professional football movies in any given Sunday. It absolutely lands. Dude, that's such a great point. I never thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. Do you remember that show Ballers? So that was on. Was it? Was it called Ballers? Of, you're thinking the, of Playmakers. The ES- so Ballers, Ballers Playmakers. Yeah, but yes. the NFL got Playmakers. The NFL said Off. no. Yeah, and if someone right, right. can hook me up with a a digital like a ripped copy of of Playmakers, we will rewatch it for the show because I would love to. I would love to do that, but I think DVDs and Playmakers yeah. are pretty expensive now, but. Yeah, yeah. But yo, you're so right, dude, because like they're football movies, right? Like uh, Invincible, like there's a lot of things left out from there. You know what I mean? Like, but showing that like, you know, these guys take painkillers and these guys are doing cocaine and they're taking all these other like you're taking speed and the alcohol and the prostitution and the girls and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, these these are professional athletes making millions of dollars. They're going to act up. They're going to do some dumb shit. That's just life dude and logic i i I talk about this all the time on my show it's like why do we slander a 20 year old professional athlete who gets into the nba or gets into the nfl and they go from eating ramen noodles and having nothing to having hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars and yeah they're gonna do some dumb shit like dude i'm I'm 30 years old if i was to stumble on 10 million dollars i'm going straight to vegas with my buddies and spending like 100k just to have people tell me I'm done with my money and be like, listen, I still got money. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do some dumb stuff. It's just your nature, I think, as humans. Or maybe I'm just immature, bro, which could be the answer as well. It's almost like it's it's surprising that no one has taken another realistic shot at at a pro football movie. But you're never going to get the NFL's blessing for that. And the way... Just the the look that any given Sunday gives into professional football. I'm just I'm a huge fan of this movie. I I think it's a great choice for for a number one sports movie. Absolutely, dude. Can I ask you what uh, your list is? That's I mean that's a loaded question. I have never given that on this podcast. It's very difficult for me. Oh, very difficult listen, for me. I like I, I have a I I have a clear I, number I like one. It. Number one for me is Bull Durham. I love Bull Durham with all my heart. Um, the last okay. episode of this podcast, whenever I wrap this up, it's going to be like a six-hour Bull Durham pod. It's just going to be me monologuing until like I, I, my voice gives out. Um, but like you, uh, just of the movies you listed, like I could make an argument for Miracle in there. I could make an argument for Warrior in there. Um, you know, the thing about sports movies is there's there's such a variety in the genre of like. You know, Miracle was a big budget Disney movie that was really popular and did really well. But there's also, you know, a baseball movie called Sugar, which is so small and underseen. It was an indie movie that came out in 2008. Almost no one's ever seen, but it's a fantastic baseball movie. And it's an immigrant story and a a minor league baseball story. And it's just, it's perfect. So there's so much variety in the sports movie genre because it's produced huge blockbusters and also just great independent stories because that's the the cool thing about sports is that there are so many unique stories out there and different ways you can do things and stuff like that like um you know like we you know we talk about Moneyball as Moneyball was insanely popular nominated for best picture and Brad Pitt nominated for best actor and stuff like that but then Steven Soderbergh goes and does High Flying Bird which is on Netflix and didn't get nearly the buzz Moneyball did but was kind of like let's look at the the player you know the player dynamics and the player empowerment side of the NBA and stuff and do great movies like that so i mean bull durham is the only constant it's it's at the top of the mountain and there's millions of other you know thousands of other sports movies and great stories and stuff so I, i'm not even sure if i'll ever do my top five i don't think i i don't think i i can limit myself like that that's why that's why i had to have you on to give a top five i I love it. I do this on Patreon where when I do the six pack, 
it's my guest answering all of them. If you've listened to the show and you've listened to the six packs, a lot of times it's you answering them and I'll chime in here and there, but I'll never give out all my answers on one show. So it's like, you'd have to listen to all of them and like try to put them together. So I love the fact that you haven't ever put your list together. Yeah. I would let my listeners guess. I, I'll give you the first one with Bull Durham and then everyone else can just guess or, or figure out on their own, you know, based on what on movies I've covered, how I've talked about them or how I felt about them. I mean, it's not even something, you know, I need to look at the mirror and really decide, is there a top five? Can I, you know, can I do that? But Nick, this was great. I am glad that you came on, gave me a list, gave me some fun stuff to talk about. This has been a good time. Tell the folks again where they can follow you on social media, where they can check out your podcast. Dude, I had an amazing time. I could probably go another hour and a half with you right me now. Too. Just me too. Me too, honestly. We just, could just yeah. we could shoot it for the rest of the night. Yeah, man. And it's and it's weird, right? Like I, I don't know about you, but oftentimes when you do a Zoom, especially with Zoom with someone that you've never recorded with before. It takes a while to get going and getting fun, but this one from the beginning, maybe because we had some conversations in the past, but uh, man, this was awesome. This is something I don't often do, so hopefully some of my listeners could come and check this out too. And uh, at the Lamb Show is where you can find me, at Veterans Minimum is where you can find everything on the show. And I'm, I'm fairly active, man. I, I tweet and post a ton. I'm a believer of I'm going to throw enough shit on the wall that you're going to see it. It's not going to just stick. You're going to see it too. So again, this was an absolute pleasure. Absolutely, man. Like I said before we started, you know, when we started recording, huge fan of your hustle. Really glad that you came on here, that we had the chance to talk. Really enjoyed this. If you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, please remember, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Rate, leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, continuing the Ted Lasso rewatch that's coming at you every Monday, season one of Ted Lasso, me and Alex McDaniel. And if you're a baseball fan, check out my interview series from Phenom to the Farm that is presented by Baseball America and comes at you every other Tuesday. For Big Screen Sports, we'll catch you next Monday talking Ted Lasso. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.